0: 105 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. It is your time. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino, excitement, bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Are you nervous? My guess is most of you are not overreacting to the loss in the Battle of Alberta on Saturday night. Calgary was better. They came in, they were. They executed far more efficiently out of the gate. They deserve the win. Um, are there areas of the Odor's team, though, that have... I mean, I, I think we all know Edmonton's going to have a good team. They're going to be a playoff team. Um, it's one game against Calgary, but there are parts of the team's game that have you a little bit concerned. You can text us or, again, reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we are going to drop the puck. We have not heard from Mike from Ottawa for a while. Mike, how you doing?
1: Hey Bob, not too bad, over in Ottawa, a little cold here, how you doing?
0: Good, it's beautiful here in Edmonton.
1: Nice, I'm jealous, I'm jealous. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about, I'm not panicking, uh, you know, I think that uh, it was really frustrating to lose to them, especially knowing that's the only game we're going to see them play in Edmonton. The, All- the season, that's really frustrating, and I agree yep. with your, your thought process that they were more pumped up to come in because they had you know a, a bird in their saddle or whatever you want to say against, you know, kind of revenge from what we did to them in the playoffs, and so maybe that was a bit more incentive. But I just looking at the defense, I wanted to say, like, I went on cap friendly, and I, I was comparing the Flames' top four, or they're even they're six defensemen compared to ours, and I'm not sure that I have the solution, but just to look at like the, what they're paying because, of course, in a cap world, the amount, the value you get for the performance that you get is very is very important, right? So, like, you know, we got uh, Nurse, Barry, CC, Kulak, let's say, uh, or Bouchard, I guess, in our top four. So Nurse, cc Kulak, Bouchard. Um, and, like, you know, we got 9.2, Nurse, 4.5, Barry, um, and uh, 2.75 with Kulak and 8.63 with Bouchard. So it's kind of all over the place. A lot of, lot of you know, value contracts and a lot of steep ones. But the Flames, it's, you got Noah Hannafin at 4.9, Anderson at 4.5, Tanev at 4.5, and Weger at 3.25, and three of those four are going to be at those prices for the foreseeable future. The only one that's going to go up is Mackenzie Weger, so I guess what I'm saying is Calgary has one of the best defense and de- deepest defense in the entire league, but their prices are such such a good, it's more balanced and spread out, but there's such bang for buck on there. I don't know how to how to fix that um, with Edmonton, but I think that maybe that's uh, something that could be looked at to try and help to, you know with the orders in terms of what we're paying and what we're getting out of our defense—if it wasn't for Bouchard, you know what I mean—it's—it's uh, it's quite expensive. On the well,
0: defense. they're going to have to pay Bouchard next year, like he's—and yeah. he's off to a tough start. Like it hasn't—you know—he's not on the first unit power play out of the gate. That's been Barry. Uh, five on five, him and Murray had some issues in both games, frankly. Uh, but we're two games into the season. Fair, completely fair comment, and we should mention that Mackenzie Weegar got an eight-year extension, Mike, at six point two five million dollars.
1: Yeah, right. next year. Yeah, next year. But even then, like they, he did a, he did some masterclass on his defense in terms of what he's paying
0: them. It's not bad. Like he's, he's you know, for, for, yeah, it's pretty good. All from the moment they may, see they were in trouble, right? We all knew they, 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 lose Goodrow, and then we hear Kachuk doesn't want to sign long term, and it's like they're in trouble. And then they turn around and they get Huberto and Weegar for Kachuk, and I'm just like, they won that trade, you know, yeah, and Ednaford, that. But they didn't get a first they they got, got a first as well. That let them get yeah. out of Monahan's contract and then they yeah. turn around and sign Kadri. Like like and Brad Tray-Livy, we had him on Friday. He didn't even want to talk about the off-season moves. Like they were focused. But they've got the Calgary Flames have a top 5 defense in the NHL. They do. Yeah, it's they undeniable. Do. They have a top yeah. they've got a good goalie, albeit he doesn't play well against Edmonton, but they've got a good goaltender. And the question is, can they score enough? And, you know, in fairness, Mike, they didn't run away from the Oilers on Saturday night. They hit three posts. Maybe they were unlucky, but they had lots of chances, and Edmonton didn't play well. And I think, you know, it, as crazy as it is, the Oilers had a puncher's chance late in the game. So, duly noted, uh, I mean, for me, one of the ch- Edmonton's got a lot of money tied up in forwards. This is one of the things that needs to be worked out with the evaluation with Yamamoto and Paul Yarvey. OK, you're paying $3 million for those players. There's a big difference when they're $1.2 million than when they're $3 million. You have to have productivity out of those players at those price points. So this is going to be something interesting to watch for me in terms of how Edmonton, do they, I guess that's a question. Are the Oilers going to have to make a trade to improve their defense, imme- like, short term? Yeah. Or can, you're right. Like yeah. that, I think yeah. that's that's going to be one of the biggest questions, as far as I'm concerned. Is, everybody's
1: talking, Chicken Bob? I, I, I hear know, you. you know, like, I know. I want to see him play. Go.
0: Here. Apparently, uh, apparently to everybody play. that calls into shows like this and texts into shows like this and Reed's show and the other you know, Jason's show and the other shows around town. Apparently they've all watched Jason Shechron play eighty to hundred games. It's amazing. Because I don't think yeah. anybody purposely <laughs> goes out of their way to watch Arizona. I don't know how good he is. Okay? And I've I've been in the building and I've watched the guy play twenty to twenty-five games, and I don't know actually how good Jacob Chikrin is.
1: Agreed. Yeah, so I want to I at least see him play a bit, see how he does after these you know injuries that he
0: had. All right. Thanks, Mike.
1: Thanks, Bob. Have a good one. Yep. Seven
0: eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Um hmm. Bob, Bill Zito should have been fired for the Matthew Kachuk trade. Well, remember how Bill Zito was a genius a year ago? Brendan, do you get that? I do not, to this day, I don't get that trade. Like, to me, Huberto for Kachuk was a fair trade. Uh, Calgary, you know, like, and I get it, maybe they're saying Kachuk was younger,
2: but Huberto had 115 points himself last year. Kachuk's only four years younger, too, and plays a little more taxing brand of hockey, if you ask me as well. So, I mean, you're right. It it almost seems like the first offer that came across the table, they, they probably should have held back a little bit. And I don't know. Can the Oilers afford,
0: so here's here's what's going to happen. It's inevitable, mark my word, it's inevitable that is going to be up shortly. Broberg did not play either of the two games this weekend. We'll have to get an update as to what's happening there uh, with Edmonton Oilers Assistant General Manager Keith Kretzky oversees the, the firm team in Bakersfield. Can Can Edmonton afford to wait in the short term and see what they have with Leinen and Broberg? Or do they need to act and trade for a veteran defenseman? Because, you know what? To be honest, the first two games on the back end, and it is team defense, but the
2: transition game was lacking. Okay, it was. Got to be stated. Which alarms me because it's not built to be a defensive core with a bunch of big bulls back there like Calgary's is where they sort of sacrifice the transition game a well, little only, bit. Uh, Well, but you know what? They move up to
0: Branson and they get Uyghur in. So now they got another guy. Like, you know, Anderson can move the puck a little bit. Obviously Hannafin can skate and move it a bit. Tanem's more of a, a shutdown defensive guy. Um, you know, now, now they have Uyghur, who's basically been a top, he's been a second, no worse than a number two defenseman for the last three or four years in the league. Like He's been a good defenseman. They can transition the puck. They can get it up the ice. Like
2: What I'm saying is Edmonton's philosophy for this defense corps has been to have those that can transition the puck out of the zone. So if you're telling me that that's been an area of concern in the early going, well that's an area of real concern then.
0: Well, it's funny because Kulak was penciled in to start the year with Bouchard in training camp he's going from third pairing occasionally playing second pairing to playing second pairing you wonder if that acceleration of minutes starts you know is there a different mental headspace when that occurs i don't know i got you know i'm just judging by the texts and i don't think people are too panicked yet but i do think it's a fair it is a fair discussion point i think the most realistic path is Linen and, and at some point, Broberg are going to get a look on the left side in the third pairing? But I wonder if the actual solution might require a trade. You can text us at 780-496-0063. And we're going to lots of texts, and we can you can also call in 780-496-0063. Andresito, Bob, I think it's time to pull the plug on the Pugliarvi project. Just not much between the ears, says Andresito. Yakupov style. Use up that $3 million and maybe try to dump another million somewhere and get a decent top four defenseman. We can't wait five years for Broberg to maybe be a top four. The time is now. This team desperately uh, needs another top four uh, D-man. That one comes to us from Andrecito. Uh, Carson says, "Let's be honest, Bob. You've not been a fan of Chickering, right back to the draft, even though he's better than many have uh, that were taken of at 16. Uh, I wasn't maybe the biggest fan of Chickrin. My my concern with Chickering isn't Chickering. My concern is he's decently. What is he? 4.6 million, three more years. I mean, he's got to get healthy. Part of me is the assets required to get him. Like I just think Arizona's out the lunch here. But you know what?" I'll say this, the longer this, like, if if the Edmonton Oilers are sitting there scuffling along at 5-5 five and five in their first 10 games of the year, that adds to the pressure on a guy like Ken Holland. And I know for a fact, because Bill Armstrong told me, that's the most likely scenario that a move happens early in the year, is when a good team or a team expected to make some hay doesn't have traction on the defense. That might be the mechanism that... When Bill Armstrong was in uh, Abbotsford 12 days ago and told me point blank that might be a scenario which would accelerate a trade. Let's go to Tyler, who's going to join us on Oilers now. Tyler, how you doing? Not too bad, Bob. You? Good. couple of points here that uh, I thought, like everyone's talking about Chikrin, but
1: why wouldn't we try and go after Klingberg possibly early? Because it doesn't look like Anaheim's got much to gain, but they're probably looking for prospect capital, right? We probably could retain a little, maybe. Yep. Yeah. And then the other thought I had was just the concerning part I've had with the first two games. Obviously, the starts haven't been great, but we've kind of seen them go back to the same usage of Dreisaitl McDavid as Tippett did early last year. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think we've got a little more depth where you got to give these guys a little bit of runway to contribute. The Fogels, the Yamamoto's, Holloway. I mean, I don't think they've looked bad, but... Eight, ten minutes, it's hard to make an imprint. That's
0: just my thoughts. Well, uh, I would I would concur on this. I mean, let's put it this way. They know they have a nuclear option when they're trailing in games that they can get back into games. We all know they have that, and every team that plays against them knows they have that. I said earlier in the show, I can identify how Edmonton's going to play five-on-five five by how Nugent Hopkins is playing. When he's engaged, the orders are in good shape. Like, when he's going. Think a game four at home against Calgary. You know, he scored twice in that game. He scored early. That game should have never gotten tied, but Mike Smith gave up a goal from another area code, and it was Barry and Nugent Hopkins that, con- you know, sort of combined to score the 4-3 goal, the eventual game winner. You know, when 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 it's not McDavid and Dreisaitl doing it, if you have Nugent Hopkins at 5-on-5 five five contributing, the orders, generally speaking, are in good, good shape, and I thought he was quiet in the first game and a half. And that speaks to the depth and the deployment a bit, so... Um, yeah, good point by you, Tyler. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Bob. Have a good day. Yep. 780-496-0063. It's 118 at Edmonton. We'll take a quick time out. You're listening to Oilers now.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
0: Japanese Village is Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. Don and his staff will take care of you multiple locations in the city of Edmonton and surrounding areas to look after you. To the orders now, injury report presented all season long by James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. It's this simple. James H. Brown, they're the best. They're the best at what they do. Now, Trent Brown, he's probably hurting for certain a bit. He had the double whammy on Saturday. Probably the best player to play for the Golden Bears football program last 40 years. And Alberto loses at home at Commonwealth Stadium 24-11 to 0-5 Calgary. Can't lose. If you want to make the playoffs, you got to win that game. The Elks, meanwhile, Brendan, you were at that game. You were pulling double duty on Saturday night. Taylor Cornelius uh, drilled. Took a shot to his spleen. Been there. Scott Smith, I still owe you a tap back after he gave me a, a spleen injury in 1994. He's out. And the Elks, they just got the one
2: game left. Is that right? Yeah, their bye week is in the final week of the regular season. So what will happen is they'll have sort of locker cleanout day, if you will, on the Saturday after this game against the Lions that wraps things up. And the league will, league will go on for a week, but the Lion or the Elks will have been at home. What's their record? Four and thirteen. Okay, what's their record at home? Uh, winless. Winless. So when's the last time they won one at home? Uh, October twelfth, two 2019. For anybody that's counting home. So they've not won a home game in three seasons. Uh, yeah. Well, we've lost one season in there, but yes, there's. it's officially been over three full years. 1,000, it's got to be over 1,100 days now because wow. I was counting into the 1,000 So they, they won four games on the road this season? They won in B.C., right? They won... Um, they won out east in Hamilton. Trey Ford had that victory. Right. I believe they beat Montreal and Ottawa yes. out east. And don't it, forget that win over Saskatchewan oh, on the road. My apologies. Yeah. So they
0: didn't win in BC then? No, no BC lit them Saskatchewan up.
2: Saskatchewan is the only Western team that they've beaten this year. Well, uh,
0: it's not going to be good. Yeah. What's the old Harry Neal line? We can't win on the road, we can't win at home, and we're running out of places to play. <laughs>
2: Well, the season's nearly done. And hey, they've got some promise with guys like Dylan Mitchell, Kevin Brown moving forward. So whatever part of this core that carries forward to next year, I think there should be some promise. And we get a look at Trey Ford in the final week, too. There you go, Canadian quarterback. The boys at Brentridge Ford did such a good job selling their
0: trucks and SUVs. They're in need of more. Trade in your vehicle for an upgrade or sell it to them outright. Whatever is best for you. Remember, the 2023 order bank is open for F-150s and SUVs as well. Go see Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the team at Brenton Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin. Uh, this text comes in from Cobra Dan. He says, how can you take anything out of the game on Saturday? The Oilers played like crap for two and a half periods. The power play was okay. Uh, Cobra Dan says Nuge was good. Skinner was good in relief. That's about it. I thought Hyman was good, and I thought CeCe uh, had a strong, I mean, obviously scored a goal, but I, I think he's been Edmonton's best defenseman. Bob, 1,094. Uh, days since the win and Sheldon adds how about getting Carson Susie out of Seattle good shutdown lefty I would have to be frank with you because of price point and not everybody's going to like this I might have now the funny thing is Nima Lina might be the solution anyways but if they're not I might have an appetite for Susie because he can play left or right side And because of
2: the size, think about what that would mean for this roster come playoff time if they're down a body or two. Like that, just that addition would be huge, and I think it addresses what a lot of people think is lacking in the bottom six. And and to me, you're moving a second rounder. Like you're not moving.
0: It's it's a similar acquisition cost than a guy like you know, kind of like you got Kulak. And then you have to you know you have to decide well how you're going to build the team accordingly. Ken Holland likes having rangy, big defense trees. Susie, for me would fit the bill. Um, it was strange because last year he got scratched a bunch in Seattle, and by the end of the year he might have been their best defenseman. He was one of their—I think he might have been their only defenseman that was a plus player. Granted, they had him sort of in a third pairing role. I kind of like Sheldon. I, I think if you've listened to this show, you know I like uh, Carson Susi, so I would have an appetite uh, for that as well. Uh, Kamek says, Bob, just wanted to chime in on Saturday's game. I'm not worried. It's game two of 82. But seeing our boys lose to the flames, frustrating, no doubt. I think Murray looks lost in the back end. Campbell was rusty, but I think he's going to get it together. It doesn't help when the boys in front of him are sloppy. I didn't like seeing how many, oh, well, he says that Leon was slow and lazy. In the neutral zone, if he's not in his office, a.k.a. the slot, he doesn't work as hard as he could. Let's hope uh, for a big W against the Sabres. Well, Sabres are going to be an interesting team. I mean, they've got two number one overall picks on the left side of their defense with Rasmus Dahlin, who's leading them in scoring right now, um, and Owen Power who's already got, it's the 2021 draft, he's already got one of the geniuses at the Athletics saying that, uh, no, he's he's not an elite guy. A guy that's never played a game in the NHL is. I love that. All right, well, everybody's entitled to their opinion, and if you listen to this show, often some of my opinions turn out to be wrong. It happens. There you go. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and Keith Gretzky, the assistant general manager of the Edmonton Oilers down in Bakersfield, will join us when we return.